This is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I am every week by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Doing good. How you doing? Good. Happy New Year. Yeah, happy 2023. Yay, we're definitely in 2023 right now. How good is it to be in 2023? You know what, like, we probably <laughs> could have did this in 2023. We just have some double features this coming month we had to get ahead yeah. on. And I hate missing a week. I had to miss a week because I was, like, def- deadly ill like, I could barely move, and it felt so weird. It was the first week we missed in every year. Not for you guys. You guys still got everything. Yeah. But, starting out the new year with Dario Gento's Suspiria. Yeah, I noticed that we closed the previous year, 2021, the last episode was Argento, and then the first of 2023 is Argento's. You like putting him right at the year end, don't you? Well, something about his movies just feel like a good either closer or very, like, opener of the year kind of thing. So, Suspiria may be considered his best work. Yeah, by a lot of people. A lot of times it's between this and Deep Red. I like Deep Red more, but I do love Suspiria. I think I fall in the opposite camp. I think I like Suspiria a little bit more. Oh, it's because this is only my second time seeing this. I saw it one other time, and I loved it. And I was waiting to see how I reacted to watching it again. And like most of Argento's work, the visuals are amazing. There's not a lot of story sometimes, but like, it's almost like you're just peeking inside a dream. Yeah, two things I think this has going good for me, like uh, put it above Deep Red for me. One, I like the Goblin score better in this one. I love the Deep Red one, but this one I'm like... I love this song. Or like they're on the wah pedal and just going wild. You mean the goblins? Yes. Oh yeah, (laughs) the goblins in this. It's so weird that it's different in this one. (laughs) Just the visuals of this one. Just it's fun to look at. Well, it almost like reminds you of Creepshow. Of like, there would just be like a splash of red across the screen. Yeah, there's a lot of neons going around. Part of it feels like a play to me in some scenes, too. Like, I know we're jumping around, but, like, when they're all sleeping in the gym of the one place with the curtains drawn behind it, it feels very, like, stage play to me, but, like, in a cool way. Oh, because they mention, they're like, okay, we're going to turn off the lights now, and they turn off the lights, but, like, a red light shows behind the curtain, and you just see, like, shadows and whatnot. I can see what you mean. Yeah, that felt so, like... On stage, not on film to me. I really liked it. Yeah. Alright, so yeah, Suspiria from 1977, written and directed by Dario Argento. Um, Needless to say, if you are a newcomer to Argento, he's an Italian director, so most of this is dubbed. Yes, but I love, and I've said it so many times, if you're an avid listener, you know this. I love Italian horror, and this is like top of the top Italian horror. This is right up there, like I said, with Deep Red or like Black Sunday. This was his first foray into the supernatural, too, with Suspiria, like, with the witch stuff and everything. Like, apparently, he's wanted to do it for a long time before, and this was his first, like, steps into it. I guess he was scared as a kid that one of his teachers was a witch or something, (laughs) and that, like, kind of inspired him to want to do this. 
I can think of a couple teachers that could be like an evil witch. Like I'm thinking yeah. of like my fifth grade teacher. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So you want to get into this? Yes, let's record this fucker. Um, I, I like what Argento does with like the witch stuff in this because it helps explain away just random things happening. Like, oh, it's witchcraft. It's magic. Yeah, where in other movies, it'll just be, eh, it's coincidence. Yeah, it just happened weird. because it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it starts with our main character, Susie, leaving the airport. She gets in a taxi in the rain, and she arrives to where she's supposed to be, which is this dance studio she's going to be staying at. But they won't let her in. She's doesn't see who she's talking to. She's talking through the door. It's like, I'm supposed to be here. My plan, Please let me in. No, go away. And she goes back to the cab, and she sees this girl... I didn't realize she saw. I thought like it was just cutting between two things. Yeah. I didn't realize it was supposed to be she saw it. Well, because I know. Well, number one, it's not just raining. It's like fucking torrential downpouring. Like it's extreme rain. It's like when you walk out of Walmart and you're like, I'll just wait here for a minute until it stops. Because she's soaked. Like at the very beginning, no cab will pick her up from the airport. She's like almost jumping in front of them and they're just passing her by. And then the cabbie she does get is very gruff and just very like, where are you going? Because she's in Germany, so it's a lot of German accents again. And she like says the place she wants to go, and he's like, I don't understand you. And then she, he's like, oh, and says it exactly like she just said it, and she like rolls her eyes. Yeah. And then she's <laughs> like, can you wait a second to see if I'm allowed into this place? So they pull up, and you see the girl that like the main like all this is kind of about like the big catalyst is her and she's screaming about flowers and runs into the forest and then like you said like the girl the intercom lady's super rude to her won't let her in it's like i don't know you go away it's like please i came from new york city like i have nowhere else to go i'm in germany now it's like i don't know you leave <laughs> but yeah so uh, our main girl susie lee's in the cab and this girl's just running through the Rain cuts to her at what I just assume is a friend's place, like somewhere yeah. else in the town. And she says she's going to leave in the morning. She's had it. And she's allowed to stay there. We have this window jump scare where the window just opens up and terrifies her. Yeah, and it's once again like, what? Is, and the dialogue is so weird because it's like, what is wrong with you? It is just the wind. Nothing to be scared of. Scared little bird. It's like weird little <laughs> things like that. <laughs> But then she's looking out the window, and this arm breaks through it, and like starts pulling her against the other window pane, and her face is smashed up the, against <laughs> the glass, and slowly starts cracking. I think this is awesome. Oh, because Goblin kicks in at this point, and it immediately just has that Argento feel dripping all over it, because it's like extreme close-ups, and it's weird angles, and the lights start, and Goblin's playing, and her face is like smushed up against the glass, the other girl just starts screaming in the hallway for no reason. Well, I'd be screaming too with this going on. Yeah, but the isn't the door closed? Like, how does she have any idea that any of this is happening? Uh, true. I'm not sure. <laughs> but yeah, so she, he's pulling up against the window and everything. He gets in and is attacking her and repeated stabs and then a stab to her, like, exposed heart. Like... Yeah. All the flesh is gone, and the beating heart is just visible, and he stabs right into it. 
and it it is it's like he got she got stabbed a few times but it is like she he stabbed a perfect hole in her chest cavity where her heart's there which once again this is a thing of it's a cool visual does it make sense no but it looks cool yeah a lot of a lot of this is very style over practicality in some parts yeah our next scene is this there's this gorgeous stained glass like ceiling in this like I guess apartment building that she stay she's staying with her friend at, and then she's thrown through the like cool carnival colored glass like that I just talked about and hung and the glass breaks and she's dead. But then the friend who's on the ground floor at the bottom looking up, the glass shards come and like pierce through her and kill her also. What a wild opening like kill. Oh, and she has, like, this huge beam sticking out of her and whatnot. And it's not even, like, the girl up top just gets thrown through the window. She gets, like, slowly, like, her head gets bashed through it. And then she looks down and see how sees how high she is. And, like, this part terrifies me because I hate heights. And then the worst thing happens where, like you said, she crashes through and then she's hung. And, but just that scene of, like, her head sticking through the window and her seeing that, I was just like, ugh. Oh, yeah, it's a wild opening. Oh, but it's so awesome. The next day, Susie goes back to the school, to the dance building, and there's a woman there who knew her aunt. They let her in. They're like, we were expecting you last night. She's like, well, I tried to come, and someone, no one let me in. Like, oh, did you get their name? No, I didn't. And she's talking. They're like, you'll have to excuse us. There's kind of a bit of a mess going on today. Because of what happened last night, and the police are there, and she's like, "I saw, I saw her last night. She ran in front of me when I was trying to come here." Yeah, and it, you can definitely tell because, like, the teachers that are like about they're almost trying to rush her upstairs, and then she, because she's an American and she won't be told no, she stopped and is like, "No, I know something," and it's almost they're like, "Oh, okay, well, thank you," and then they rush her along, but I don't think they were happy about that. No, not at all. For some reason, her room that she was going to have is full, so she'll be staying with a third-year student off campus, and she'll just pay her her rent that would go towards her room. Right. Let me see. We are introduced to Pablo, the handyman, who only speaks Romanian, so you can say anything to him. He just kind of nods and smiles. Oh, because he's so nice. He comes in to, like, deliver food or something, and they're like, oh, yes, this is, uh, what do you say his name, Pablo? Yes. Pablo. He's extremely ugly. And then you can see his face sink, and she's like, oh no, it's okay, he can't understand you. It's like, I think he can understand you. <laughs> Let's be real, even if he doesn't speak fluent German, he's probably picked up on a few words. And then they also, like, talk about how he had, like, a gum disease or something, so they yanked all of his teeth and gave him brand new, like, Stevo teeth, where they're, like, too perfect. Yeah. Next is, the I have this in quotes in my notes, the <laughs> locker room. Yeah. Brett, this is a like a closet with some kitchen cabinets <laughs> hung up on the wall and they have all these girls packed into. Oh. It's like a long closet with some kitchen cabinets. And it immediately is almost like right back in high school again because everyone's just like chatting about everyone else. And, like, she's a bitch, and, like, right in front of her face, but then they're, like, joking around, and they won't stop talking about money. Yeah, because she's like, I don't have my dance shoes, and a girl tries to sell her hers. She's like, well, I don't need to buy them, I just need to use them. I can I have my own back at my place in my bags. 
and she's kind of disappointed she's not going to make the 50 bucks sale off of her. And we're introduced to who will be Susie's best friend, Sarah. And then we're also introduced to Olga, 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 I think. Olga, who will be her roommate. And then she just has this line because she's talking to Susie and Sarah. She goes, um, <laughs> all names with S that starts with S are names for snakes. <laughs> yeah, she has the sound effect. And then Sarah starts being like, <laughs> back to her, like right in front of Susie, who's just like, what the fuck did I get myself into? Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Susie gets to her apartment with Olga and. This guy brings in her bags, who's this very, like, handsome young man that she's into, kind of. Yeah, and he's definitely making, like, dreamy eyes all over her, and, uh, is it Olga or Sarah? One of them is like, oh yeah, he really likes you, but he he doesn't have any money. Uh, the headmistress has him wrapped around her little finger. She does a thousand chores a day. It's almost like the random, like, basket case dialogue you would get of the people in the hallway. What it reminds me of is a video game when you are in an area where you can go and just talk to random characters. And they're like, yeah. this town's been abandoned since 1930, but the mayor's done a great job of bringing it back. And, like, all this, like, mean-nothing dialogue that the NPCs will say. Yeah, you're just like, oh, okay. And they say it so oddly. And then they just stop talking. Yeah, just stare <laughs> back at you. That's exactly what, All these characters are NPCs. Yeah, I, I could see that. But dance class, this lady gets pissy about Susie staying with Olga for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, because they're like, oh, your room's ready now. And Susie's like, well, I'm already moved into this house and I kind of like it, so... Can I just stay there? It's like, well, I guess if you want to, but your room is ready. It's like, oh, you stick to your guns, don't you? Huff! And she goes huffing away. It's like, no, I just moved in. I don't feel like moving again. Yeah, like, let me at least stay there for a couple days to, like, relax a little bit. Next, Susie's walking through this hall very slow. And look, this is one of the scenes, there's a lot of them like this, that... In any other case, I would be like, fucking cut this shit. Yeah. Like, it goes on so long. But just like in Deep Red when we covered it, there's like a 20-minute scene of the main character hanging on the side of a house. <laughs> but there's such a good score going, like, by Goblin that I don't mind. I'm like, it's part music video, part movie. I'm fine with this. Yeah, you're just fine with the old lady and the weird little German boy in, like, the weird little German suit standing beside him while she has, like, a weird mirror. We They walk past them, and you hear, witch. I don't know if it's said by them or if it's in the score, because the score does have that in it a couple times. Yeah, and they, like, shine the mirror in her face, and then, like, from then until, like, she passes out in, like, ten minutes, she's, like, all woozy and wobbling around. Like, this is her very first, like dance class where like everyone's seeing what everyone can do and whatnot and she's already like can i sit out i'm feeling very weak and they're like no you must do the ballerina things yeah because next is she's in class miss tanner this brash german woman is the instructor <laughs> who just walks around with a ruler going one and two and three and four over and over <laughs> you know who she reminds me of is miss trunchbull from matilda if you weren't going to say it, I was. Good. <laughs> I just yeah, exactly. thought of it. That's like, this is her sister. <laughs> yeah, 100%.
But yeah, so she's in dance, and she's, like, stumbling and, like, missing all of her beats and stuff. I, I'm probably saying it wrong. Sorry, any ballerina listeners we have. But, and like, and just kick, do and and kick. <laughs> Yeah, and then she, like, just passes out, and she faints because she's bleeding from the nose and her mouth, and it cuts to her in a bed. Her professor, Vertigus, is making her drink water. Gives her, The doctor gives her a shot, and she's like, well, you have to eat a bland diet and drink wine. Is what yes. she has to do. Yes, the I mean, wine is good for the blood. It thickens the blood. It's like how, like, oh, your Dan granddaddy's cough medicine was just like brandy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now she's living in the dorms since this has happened. I, oh, I guess yeah. Olga was eager to get rid of her. Susie even like takes offense to it in like a minute while she's up and like moving around a little bit. She's like, "Well, I guess she was eager to get rid of me." Yeah, but. Sarah is her new neighbor, which was kind of her better friend anyway, so it worked out. Yeah, and I also can see where Susie's coming from. Of like, I don't want to living live in a, like a school boarding house. I'd rather live off by myself and not have to like live in dorms, basically. Yeah, exactly. She's feeling pretty much better at this point. She's talking to Sarah. Like she goes across into the little door that's between their rooms over to her room. And Susie's there brushing her hair. She feels something in it. She checks oh, it. God. She doesn't see it. She brushes her hair again. She sees it. It's also cutting over to Sarah's side where she's like in the mirror doing something. And no, she's in bed. And she looks up and maggots are just falling from the ceiling. And that's what was in Susie's hair. By the way, correct me if I'm wrong, Brett, but real maggots. Yes, they do believe they definitely are not superworms. Okay, I'm getting better at this. Yes, Phyllis was upset. She got excited for a minute. And then my bearded dragon got upset and black bearded and started bobbing her head at me. <laughs> Man, the maggot rain oh, from the ceiling is such a cool scene. The reveal? Because it cuts to the ceiling, it's covered in maggots, goblin immediately. Argento knows what he's doing with goblin. He's like, you guys are my fucking cash cow. Like, as soon as, like, okay, and this is going to be the most badass scene ever. <laughs> I'm just realizing we had two movies in a row with Goblin doing the score. Because last week we did Day of the Dead. Oh, true. Yeah. Goblin rules. I, like we said, I think even on last episode, they come around every once in a while. I'd love to see them live. Oh, for sure. But Miss Tanner goes upstairs and finds a crate full of them. What is in this crate? They say it's spoiled food. Is what I can't make out what it's supposed to be. I saw sausage, so I'm guessing it is, because I was thinking, it's like, oh, is there a body in there or something? And, uh, no, it looked like sausage and different, like, German foods like that. Oh, so it really is spoiled food. Okay. Yeah. The practice hall is being turned into a temporary dormitory for all the girls for the night, and they turn the lights out, and they're all in there. And this is what we were talking about at the beginning of the episode. Okay, turn out the lights, cut to much brighter red light in the yeah. background. Yeah, and there's all these shadows, like over-exaggerating, like, going to bed. <laughs> yeah. And one of the boys is looking over the curtains, waves at Susie, and waves back and everything. Middle of the night, Sarah wakes Susie up because they hear this weird snoring sound. And you see in the background the silhouette of what appears to be some large woman, like, breathing behind them. Like, yeah, in a bed. It was, like, extremely raspy, like, old woman breathing. Of, yeah. like, snore, then rasp, snore, rasp. <laughs> and then she goes on to this long story about, I, that's the headmistress, and I, 
heard the directress. Her, the directress, where she was sleeping beside me a couple years ago. And I heard the snoring, and they said, yep, she was here. And, but that's the big scary story. It's like, okay, what if the lady just has breathing problems? This is the <laughs> 70s. Like, I heard it years ago, and now she's here behind that sheet. It's someone with breathing trouble. Be nice. It's an like asthmatic. She forgot her inhaler. Like, yeah. uh, The next day, there's this blind pianist who comes in, this guy with his dog, to play the piano and everything while the girls dance. But the next day at dance rehearsal, Miss Tanner interrupts his playing as, like, your dog bit the little weird German boy outside. One, this man's blind. This is clearly before, like, the Disabilities Act was passed. He should be allowed to bring his dog in with him. Yeah, because he has to tie his dog outside, which is a German Shepherd. And I've had a German Shepherd growing up. He just died, like, a few years ago. He's the best little guy. I love German Shepherds. Um, but yeah, the poor dog has to just be tied up outside while he walks in, which with I do not think is actually a blind person's cane. It's like, you see the blind person cane, and it's like the really big long one, and it's just straight with a stick. This one is like a Mr. Magoo cane with a curve on it. It's painted white, but... Yeah, you're not wrong. Argento must have a thing like where he wants to put blind people in his movies. Like, like he has some connection here that he likes working with because his latest movie is all about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if that's a real cane or not, though. I don't know, but it just whenever you see like a blind person in a movie with the cane, it's just the straight long one. Yeah, true. I don't know. If that's just like the modern ones, or what? Maybe it could be like how in the Changeling, it's like the super old school wheelchair. Yeah, true. But she starts kicking him out <laughs> in the meanest way possible. She, oh my like, god. Comes in screaming at him, <laughs> like throws his cane like onto the floor, like yeah. far away from him. He's trying to make his way out and everything. She slams on the piano. This poor dude. I feel so bad for him. Yeah, because she throws his cane like in the middle and his coat in the middle of the room. And he's like, there's no way my dog bit that little weird German boy. He must have been provoking him somehow. And he takes like great offense to that and leaves. But yeah, you feel so bad for him because he's like, He's, like, saying shit as he's leaving, but he's also trying to find his stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's it's the worst. I, I don't feel happy watching this scene. Cut to outside, and the weird little German boy standing beside the German shepherd's like, Oof, he bit me! I'm leaking my chocolates! <laughs> but at night, Sarah and Susie are hearing the teachers leave at 9.30 like they do every night, where they say they leave, leave and go home. But Susie says the front door's on the left, and they all went to the right, and Sarah's like, oh, that's it! Like, she's never figured this out all this time where she seems to be obsessed with it. Also, Susie is acting completely drugged. Like, she cannot stay awake. No. I mean, when I'm super tired, I get that way, so I get it. Yeah. But yeah, I love Sarah's like, you're a genius! While, like, Susie is, like, in and out of consciousness. Yeah, and she was able to pick up which direction they're going. Yeah. But that's all. Like, they realize there's got to be some other exit or room that they're all going to. Once again, why do they care? There's nothing sinister has happened yet with the teachers. No, but it's all for... Not even foreshadowing, it's just spelling it out for us. Yeah, it's just like, all of a sudden, everyone's obsessed with, like, do the teachers leave or not, and where do they go? 
the, the teacher's lounge. So this next scene is, to me, super impressive. And it took them days to do this scene. Um, they lost cameras because of the wires they had set up to like have zooming camera shots and everything. This is the blind guy we were talking about earlier, where oh, he's yeah. walking home at night. And this place where we see him walking is in Germany and it's actually the setting for a lot of like when you watch World War II documentaries or footage where Hitler's given a lot of his big speeches and everything or in front of yeah. these buildings. Oh, it looks but, super old school and it is like it looks extremely European of like there's like the couple extremely old buildings and the huge square in the middle. Like it reminds yeah. me of something out of Nosferatu, uh, the vampire from the 70s. Yeah, but you've seen these buildings before, like when you're in high school in history class. Yeah, the big bad man with the funny mustache said the bad words. Yes, but <laughs> he's walking, and the dog stops like in the middle of the square, and the lighting's so cool here, everything's super <laughs> shadowy and like lit cool, and then the dog stops and won't go any further, and you hear like whispers and everything, and do you, you see like all the little shadows like run in front of the building? Yeah, it almost looks like in Hocus Pocus when the witches are on the brooms and they cast a shadow. I'm like, are they flying around? You want to talk about scenes that go on forever. It's this blind guy and his dog in the square while the dog barks and the blind guy's like, hello? Who's there? It does go on for a very long time. (laughs) But then the dog eventually just lunges at the guy and bites his throat and kills him. Yeah, and sets there, like, gnawing on him, like, pulling chunks from his throat and, like, eating them until the two German police officers go running up and the dog runs away. Yeah, one chases the dog, the other stays with him. Yeah. Next day, Susie tells the head lady of the school she heard the original victim saying, Secret and Iris is like, well, I will inform the police. I wish you would have told me earlier. Yeah, and it's like, well, I did. Like, as soon, like the minute I walked into the building, I made myself a part of this investigation. Yes, Susie and Sarah are swimming, and they're talking. It looks like someone's watching them. I think it's just the camera work, but they're talking about, you know, what they've been looking into. Look, the swimming pool is the worst place to be trading secrets because everything echoes. Yeah, exactly, and there's no place to hide. But Sarah says she got notes from the dead girl from the beginning of the movie, and that night the notes are gone, and like you said, Susie's acting drugged. She's doing it again here, and Sarah has only one note left. I think it was right before this part, is where Susie's like, she's supposed to like, eat this bland meal and like, drink wine. And she's like, ah, I can't wait to like, not have to eat this anymore. And it just shows her just chugging the wine. Cut to, she's passed out in bed. Yeah, I wonder why. Yeah. Sarah only has one note left, and she does ask Susie, do you know anything about witches? But this is where Susie's all in and out, so I think in her head she's not even sure she heard it. It's going to more go into her subconscious than anything else. Well, because later when she, like, does a tiny bit of research with, like, an old man outside about (laughs) witches, she's like, I don't know, like, I kind of half remember someone saying the word witch. Yes. Um, Sarah goes out exploring, like, to try to follow the footsteps, but she's being followed by someone, and she goes upstairs to hide into this, like, little attic area, and she gets, she's hiding behind a door, and she's pushed through, like, glass that's on this room, and 
on this window to another room, but she goes into there, locks the door behind her, but this knife pokes through. It takes oh forever, God. like, to get the little lock up. All you have to do is go up. Just lift, <laughs> it takes lift. forever. Because they do this big reveal of, like, it's a switchblade, and he they stick it through the door, and they're barely gingerly touching the lock while the the, uh, the she gets to like stack up a million things of luggage to climb out this window and it is it's so frustrating of it's like tap tap it's like just go all the way up like why are you doing this at, like in not movie and like this is happening in real life you just fucking with her like oh i know on the other side of that window is the barbed wire room so <laughs> Yes, a very normal thing to have at dance academies. Or let's take it a step further, a very normal thing to even have at witch havens. Why is there such a barbed wire room? And it, there's like tools hung up on the wall, and it's just an entire room filled with barbed wire. It's like Mick Foley saw that, and it's got like a wooga eyes. <laughs> but yeah, so she stacks up all this luggage, and is climbing out as the person opens the door and comes in, but she jumps out. Here's the other thing. There's a couple things about this. One, she goes out head first, and she slowly crawls through. She would see that it's a barbed wire room. Oh, yeah, because it's not like she jumps through the window, like, immediately. Like, she takes a couple seconds to, like, get ready, and then jumps. Yeah, so if she sees it, maybe slowly lower yourself down. Be careful not to get tangled in it. This is something I know when they were filming it. It's like barbed wire, but without the like sharp parts. So it's just the wire yeah. part. It's but she wire. still got extremely cut up and hurt jumping in, like rolling around in this. Yeah, she did. She had a lot of welts and like sores and spots on her body from like yeah. being tangled up in this. Oh, yeah, that's still not going to be fun. <laughs> Argento critics like to point to the scene when they say that he's a misogynist, and they say, if you want to know about Dario Argento's misogyny in filmmaking, you look at this scene specifically. I'd counter it. Look, I'm not the authority on this. Uh, you could have a conversation about that for sure, but I'd also point out this scene is almost an entirely women cast. So yes, oh, yeah. the helpless victim is, but so are the killers themselves, so are all the supporting characters. So I don't know that holds as much weight. You Like I said, you could definitely argue that, but I don't think this is the scene to do it with. No, I wouldn't either. And like you said, it's mostly a, like, all-lady movie, and the couple guys that are there, the one they make fun of because he's so ugly, the other one they make fun of because he's so poor, and the other one's a poor blind man that they beat up. Exactly. Next day, Miss Tanner and a boy are telling Susie that Sarah left in the middle of the night, the early morning, and took off. So we know now that they are covering it up. Yeah, it's it's almost like the Sleepaway Camp 2 thing, where Angela keeps being like, uh, I sent them home! Yes, exactly, <laughs> to every single one. Yeah. Susie calls Sarah's doctor-slash-friend, this guy she, she knew for some reason, who was studying the occult. Yeah, and it's, like, at first it's just like, oh yeah, I was her friend, and then it was like, oh yeah, and she was my patient a couple years ago. It's like, at no point in The Sopranos did Dr. Melfi want to become friends with Tony Soprano. Uh, you know I don't know The Sopranos, I just like well, the memes. Just, like, I just, even just, like, the therapist's, uh, I don't know, patient relationship isn't part of it, like, 
there, you're not supposed to be best friends. Yeah, I don't think you're supposed to have, like, outside relationships with them, but whatever. It's the 70s, Germany, who knows what it's like there. But he tells her that the Academy was founded by witches and all this kind of stuff, and the witch went by the name the Black Queen, but she died in a fire, and it hasn't been used for witchcraft since then. It just turned into a dance academy, and then he introduced her, well, basically the Pawn Stars. I don't know too much about ancient witches <laughs> founding a dance academy. Let me get an expert in here who does. And he introduces her to his friend. Um, his friend, this guy didn't speak a word of English, like a lot okay. of people on this. And this scene was filmed in English. And the way they did it is he would turn, he would have them repeat his lines to him. He would say his line, cut away, learn his next line right there and say it. He actually does a pretty good job. I'm not going to lie for knowing that's how they did this scene. So it's how, like, Lugosi did Dracula. Yes. He tells her about, like, covens and everything like that. He says, a coven deprived of its leader is like a headless cobra. Harmless. So she has to get rid of the leader, but the Black Queen apparently died in a fire a long time ago. Yeah, there's no way she could come back. <laughs> Not with all the weird witchy stuff going on in this movie. <laughs> They pull a Mean Girls stunt on her right here, because she goes back to school, and everyone else has gone to this big dance opening and not invited her. Yeah, and it's like, oh, well, so-and-so bought everyone their tickets. It's like, well, nobody told me. And they're like, oh, oh well. Uh, she, she dumps her dinner down the toilet and oh my her wine down the sink. This wine, look, I know it's supposed to be wine, it looks straight up blood. Well, number one, this is like the most disgusting scene in the entire movie, is her dumping her food slowly into the toilet. While it was like, flop, and like hits the water, and it's just like disgusting sounding. And yeah. then she like throws, you've dumped things in sinks probably before that has some color in them. You aim it over the drain. She, like, throws the entire thing of wine in there, and it, like, covers the sink. And then she half scrubs it with her hand. It's still all over the place. She's like, good enough, and gives up. Yeah. <laughs> She's not doing a great job. They just no. want to get as much color into this thing as possible. Well, yeah, it's just the cool, like, techno red that I love. But then we have the world's fakest bat attack I've ever seen. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, Bella Lugosi shows up in this movie to attack our main character, and then is defeated by a stool. Yeah, she covers it with a towel and smashes it to death with a stool. Dude, just take the towel back to the window and open it up. Like, even, like, taking all oh, poor bat aside, that's gotta be gross for you. Yeah, having to smash it, like, over and over again. Like, you can already tell she doesn't want to do it because she throws a towel over it first. Yep. Uh, she hears footsteps, she counts them so she can know exactly where they're going, and she follows where they went. She sneaks past... <laughs> Oh my to God. your point, my notes right here. She goes, sneaks past the kitchen trunchbull ladies. There's a lot of that in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, they're both like, I don't know, they, they're like speaking German, and they're like cutting random meats and laughing. And she goes running by real quick, and the one trunchbull twin like goes running out with a meat cleaver. And it's like, rawr, 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 rawr. and then goes right <laughs> back to laughing with her sister. <laughs> She gets to this weird mural room, like, where everything's painted and statued, but she can't find an exit. She's like, this is the way they came. And then she has a vision of the first victim, and she hears it. She says, turn the blue iris, the secret door, 
and she goes up to the mural. There's a blue iris. She twists it, and it reveals a trap, hidden trap door. Yeah, and the mural all around this room is pretty cool. It reminds you almost of like the cabinet in Doctor Caligari, of like yeah, all a little bit going everywhere, and it's like the weird like German expressionism looking stuff. No, it looks awesome. Like it'd be yeah. a cool room just to hang out in. Oh yeah. But she's sneaking down this hallway, and you see at the end of the hallway, there's a bunch of people in there. There's the head lady of the school, Miss Tanner. Pablo's there, the little creepy German boy who was attacked by a dog, allegedly. They're all in there, and she hears them say, we need to make the American girl vanish. She must die. Like She knows too much, I guess. Yeah, what perfect timing for her to show up as soon as they're talking about killing the American girl. <laughs> That's where you just nope right out of there right now. Oh, Turn around, okay. they don't know you're there. Leave, yeah. go home. Sneak away. So as soon as they're like, okay, and break. Let's like make this like plan happen. And they go to try to find her. It's like, where the fuck did she go? <laughs> exactly. That's all you needed to do. You don't go to scrap like stabbing at silhouettes in the middle of the night or anything. Oh yeah. <laughs> but she sees dead Sarah nailed to, like, a table right there, and she's obviously shook up by this. Oh, yeah, she's all cut up, and this is one part that I forgot to mention when she was in the, like, barbed wire room, is they do a yeah. close-up of her, like, neck getting slit, and it's definitely, oh, yeah. like, looks like they have, like, a piece, like, a chunk of meat they got from the grocery store and, like, cut it, because it's definitely meat getting cut. I think it looks awesome. Oh, it looks great. But I think the little boy kind of sees her, and Pablo goes to look. He's like, oof, I smell something that's not chocolate. <laughs> she hides in this room where you hear the direct just breathing again. She knocks over a statue. She's trying to be quiet, but it's not working well. <laughs> but it's the Black Queen. So she pulls back the curtain, and she's not there. But the voice is still taunting her and everything. Like, you stupid girl, you come in here, we are too powerful. You know, all that kind of stuff. And there's, like, there's the bed there, and there's the outline of where she would lay, almost like Norman Bates' mom. Yeah. It says, hell is behind that door, and right then, dead Sarah comes out with a knife. Uh -huh. <laughs> but Susie gets the knife and stabs Helena Marco with a Black Queen silhouette right where the heart would be, and she appears like she can see her and dies, and everything and i mean everything starts exploding and shaking and falling well, over it's great because you see like the big big bad witch and she is she's like all burn up and uh she had to stab her like ghost and that made like you said made her real i guess but it's also cool because you see like the blade go through the other side of her because italians love to follow through with one of the reasons i love their movies yes but she just looks so awesome. And this is also, like, uh, Susie sitting there with the blade, like, with the uh, neon lights on her. is like, the picture you see from this movie all the time. Oh, 100%. Most likely, let's be real, the episode picture. Most likely, yes. And the coven starts dying. Like, they're all screaming and falling over and clutching themselves. They're all, oh, and like, they're, like, dying. there's blood coming out of random parts of them, it looks like. Yeah, it's while well, everything's catching on fire and exploding. Susie runs out, like barely gets out, like the place is collapsing in on her. Then she gets out, it's storming again, and the building catches fire as she's standing out in the rain. And 
credits start rolling to Awesome Goblin music, and that's the end of the movie. Yeah, I mean, it's there's a lot of just like atmospheric scenes and whatnot, and not so much story stuff. You get you know, some story stuff, and it's not as, like, at least with, like I said, it being witches and, like, magic and stuff, the randomness makes a little bit more sense. And, like, on multiple watches, I do piece more and more things together. Oh, 100%. And that's the spirit, man. Fuck yeah, I'm I'm glad that we finally covered it, and I'm glad that I finally saw it, like, last year. Yeah, so you want to get into Count of the Dead? Let's get into the Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. All right, the Throbbing Horror Count of the Dead is where we tally up all the deaths in the movie. Where do you think we got with Suspiria? Oh, God, because even, like, all of those witches died at the end. Honestly, it's a real small count until then. I went classic rules. I only counted the ones I could see dying. Okay. I'm going to say 13. Oh, way under. Eight. Oh, okay. Yep, Count of the Dead of 8 for Suspiria. Very nice. Well, that's Greg's Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. Now we're getting into my ratings from Dimension Z. Uh, so basically, I'll take something from the movie and I'll rate the movie 1 through 10, 1 being the worst and 10 being the best. I come up with that thing right now. Because this whole movie is all about, like, ballet and dancing and stuff, I'm going to do kinds of dances. Okay. So, a number one, and this is just completely, like, also just my list, so you may okay. not agree with it. Um, I'm going to say even just ballet, because no part of me has ever been like, oh, look! It's just like, okay, yeah, you're jumping around. <laughs> you're putting number one as ballet, probably the most difficult probably, like, yeah. thing to do. <laughs> but I see it, and okay. I'm just like, eh. Um, Alright. Number ten is moshing. Okay. <laughs> it's dancing. Alright. Um, I'm going to give Suspiria a solid 8. I like it quite a bit. I'm definitely going to watch it again. Um, when I get my Argento moods, this is just another one I can throw in there with like opera and deep red. But um, yeah, I loved it. I went also 8 dances. I had to think what the rating was. Out of 10 <laughs> for Suspiria. Yeah, it's a very solid movie. Very fun to watch. Like, yeah. It's a movie you can watch multiple ways. You can kind of check out and just relax and like listen to the cool music and see all the visuals or there's lots of stuff you can really pick out and everything more so than a lot of other Argento movies that actually say like that lead to other things later on. So you can watch it multiple ways. It's definitely enjoyable no matter what. Yeah, I would agree with that. I see what you mean. It's funny because I think you have to go a few layers down in horror to get to Suspiria. Do you know what I mean? Like if your surface level is the people who've seen the conjuring they know nightmare and friday and stuff like that then you go down a few layers under the crust i think you start hitting suspiria where it's extremely popular but only among people that go down that far exactly it's not like this is like oh you like horror have like the the first thing people aren't bringing up is suspiria exactly i guess that's the better way to put what i was saying i do really want to see the remake now too i haven't seen it I hear the remake's good. You know, like, yeah. there's... There are horror remakes where people go, you know what, okay. And I haven't actually heard many people complain about the Suspiria remake. In fact, I've heard more praise for it. No, I've never heard people say it's better than the original. But right. that's to be expected in most cases. I wonder... I'm going to check real quick. I wonder if Argento did anything with it. I'm not seeing his name. 
Doesn't look like it. No? Huh. I'll still give it a watch sometime. Yeah, I'll check it out at some point. But yeah, unless you have anything else. No, that's all I think I got. Alright, well, we hope that Suspiria has left your brain throbbing with horror. Ah, it seems you've survived another fright. Be sure to look for the Throbbing with Horror Pumpkin on all of your favorite social medias and local newspaper headlines. Rate us five stars on your favorite podcast platform. Or else, subscribe for more tantalizing terror and be ready for the new fear next week. If you dare. <laughs>